Welcome to the Tips and Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff, and welcome to another episode of Tips and Salsa. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm joined, as always, by our amazing tech coaches, Nicole. Hello. Caleb. Hello. Jen. Hello. And we have our ultra-amazing innovation teachers, Olivia. Hi. And Carly. Hi, hi. Hey! <laughs> so we thought we'd do something a little different this time. Um, it was a couple years ago where in Thanksgiving where we had an episode where we just showed thankfulness yeah just kind of got a little emotional and sappy so being the emotional sappy people we are we <laughs> thought we'd kind of end this year this great year 22 23 on a kind of a fun note and kind of reminisce and reflect on the great year that we've had with um this district and all the stuff that we've done in tech and ed tech so um that's kind of the theme for today but we have to start the the podcast off on a bittersweet um, note, which is our very own beloved Nicole Howes has been promoted to assistant principal at E Academy. So, thank you! Yay! Yay! We're so proud of you. You're going to be amazing there. They're so lucky to have you. We tried everything Thanks. we could to sabotage yeah. you. <laughs> Multiple rounds. We really tried. tried. I mean, we went all the way to the top to sabotage. You tried to blow it up. Bad letters of reference. Yeah. None of that worked. Yeah, just nope, not at all. Spreading bad yeah. notes well, around. I appreciate all that you did for me. Thank you. <laughs> I will say, I mean, it was super hard to leave this team. So um, not a, an easy decision by any means. Nicole, you are a district icon. Oh, Ooh, icon. Hundreds, <laughs> oh, wow. hundreds, of, hundreds of teachers have benefited from you. They know you. Millions. They love you. Millions. Millions. Worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide. Worldwide. Got all the hearts. So, yep. So... We, it's been an honor Thank to you. have worked with you and learned from you, and um, I, I'm very sad to say goodbye. So. Oh, I appreciate that, Jamie. I really do, and I feel like if I can just take half of what you did for me and take it to the staff there, then I will be on the right path. So, again, I appreciate your leadership and working with this team, and the collaboration that we had here is second to none for sure. Definitely. So. They're lucky to have you. You Absolutely. are the Vicki Gunwilson of – this department. <laughs> you are the OG. OG. That is, I know. I know. Actually true. Actually That's, yeah. Sure. yeah. I'm yeah. passing that baton. You know how to put a real house guys in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with every goodbyes, we did have an amazing, amazing addition to the team this year, and that was Carly Sapp. I still have many people from Mariposa fuming mad at me yeah, I bet. Uh, for stealing you. And what an addition Carly has been to this um, team. I mean, fit in seamlessly. Losing Perfect. Jen Hunt was tough. But Carly has been so amazing, so respected by the district. Um, I mean, she's the real deal. And just so and, – and Olivia and Carly are just like – Twins, right? The twins. Twinning. I mean, Didn't miss a step. Definitely. Two peas no. in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> in a pod. <laughs> so, Carly, any words on your year after um, being here for um, with this team? It has been so much fun. Leaving the classroom was a really hard decision. Yeah. But coming here and being so welcomed by the team and 
being welcomed into so many teachers' classrooms to do different lessons and work with them all year, I have had a blast. So best decision. He didn't even prepare you with that question. He did. No. You're learning. I had to channel my inner Olivia. <laughs> well done. Well you, done. You're a podcast natural. Yeah. 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 That Ooh. answer is so good. Off that the cuff, was. too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Winging it as my heart is beating out of my chest. <laughs> Take it from Jen. After about five years, you'll get used to it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah her hands used to shake the whole time. I'm good there. <laughs> Finally hit our stride here in season mm-hmm. five. Just yep. took, took yep. a little while. So, Caleb, you want to kind of tell us about uh, one of the big, biggest first initiatives that we had in 22? <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jen, are, are you okay? <laughs> I am, but I first have to talk about oh. something that brings you all joy, and me too. Yeah. Chips and salsa. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You? That was supposed to be just like a, like. That's why we're like here, a light. Right? That was like a, 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 a kick under the table. I was so shocked. Jamie braced for the Heimlich maneuver. Oh I mean, it was intense here for a minute. Dang it. Jamie didn't even step into action. He just no. looked over. <laughs> he started eating his chips and salsa. <laughs> She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Um, okay. We do have chips and salsa that. We've had for at least a week. And I think like more. two weeks. We, we bought it. We're like, this will be perfect for the podcast. Yes. We just need the podcast to get here. And don't wow, that's some serious um, like self-control to not yeah. open that it, up. It's been rough. We had to hide <laughs> them been, from ourselves. He yeah. didn't even hide them at first. They were sitting on the counter for at he least a week. He made us look oh, at no. them every time he went and got our lunch. <laughs> but but um, they did not disappoint. We have Chica's Lime court. Corn tortilla chips and really Mateo's mm-hmm. gourmet salsa. Mm-hmm. The salsa is really delightful. Really? Like, yeah. really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both from Costco. So, if you're interested in lime flavored chips and yeah, some good, good salsa and you got a Costco card, yeah. you know where to find it. Grab, grab it before it's gone because I'm yep. not sure I see that here all the time. Right, yeah. right. The salsa is very mild. My nose is not even sweating. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no heat to the salsa. It's perfect it's for me. Very flavorful. It is very flavorful. It's listed as medium, but I think it's truly like a mild oh, minus. Yeah. Oh, mild. Sure. oh, yeah, mild minus. for sure. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Thank you. Okay. okay, back to Jamie. Back to, you know, the actual plans for the year. So um, we all spent a little bit of time kind of brainstorming. What are some of the big things that we did this year? What are some of the things that would be appropriate for us to look back on? And for me, one of the ones that went up to the top was our new line board deployment all across the district. I remember this time last year talking about, hey, we want to buy these things, like 900 of them, right, Jamie? Right. 900. Yeah. Every every classroom in the district, basically. That's crazy. It's just a massive deployment. When you think about that, there are not a lot of things that we roll out to literally every single classroom right, uh, right. in the district. And these are huge devices. There's just a lot of infrastructure behind the scenes to be able to get the deployment to happen. And then as we were talking about the devices, I remember we were talking about, uh, hey, we're going to need some training materials for this. How do we help teachers get up to speed with all this? And so we put together our, our little <laughs> training video that showed everybody what to do and rolled that out and did some in-person sessions and, and things like that. But I'm so proud that we were able to get that off the ground and get those tools out into our teachers' hands. Um, and I, we've gotten great feedback this year with a lot of people that have said, 
it has changed a number of things about their daily instruction in class because it's interactive, so much brighter than their old projectors were, higher resolution, um, and just allows them to do very reliable things in their classroom with students and, and teach in a little bit of a different way than they were before when they were running back to their desktop to advance slides and all sorts of things like that. It almost feels like forever ago, doesn't it? It does. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. It's so long Didn't ago. That happened but, last year, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I guess, but but that was this school year. Yeah, that we did that. Yeah, that's, the, that's crazy. The bulk of the deployment happened yeah. this year. Uh huh. So, uh, Jamie, I think one of the other big things that we did this year was kind of on the security side of things with uh, Microsoft made some changes and had some requirements for us. And this was another huge district-wide rollout. Yeah, so multi-factor -auth uh, authentication, that was a biggie that kind of came about um, in the fall. And we knew we had to do it. Um, this is not just a Redlands initiative, but it's basically a countrywide initiative. And... Um, we actually spent a lot of time thinking this through, right? We th yep. There's a million ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Hey, people, next month we're going to be multi-factor. Here's some instructions. Have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a lot of districts did that, but we thought, you know, like this is a time that there, there's still all these changes and, you know, so much stress on the teachers. We wanted to lessen the blow. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to show support, you know, show, show that we understand that this is a pain. We got to do it. So we made this decision to go out to every school in the district and really kind of walk, walk folks through. And we had a goal to do it by April. So, um, you know, giant kudos to this entire team. It, it could it, like to have like one or two people do this district wide with, a thousand teachers would have been impossible. So um, it was it was the whole team. Caleb, can you kind of describe the process that we went through? Yeah, I mean, this was really like kind of a boots on the ground thing. There's a certain part of it that happens with the IT department where they actually flip the switch and get everything enabled and configure keychain fobs for those that preferred that. And then there's the like out in the field, the part that we kind of did, which was helping teachers get up and running and helping them troubleshoot in case there were any challenges. So, I mean, we truly kind of for this went site by site, worked yep. with administrators at each school site, said, okay, what date do you want to teach your staff about multi-factor authentication? When could we do this with your leadership team? So it's with a small group. When can we come back and do this with the full faculty? All of this sounded like a great idea when we dreamt the whole thing up. And then we just realized that's three different meetings for each one of our school sites across the district. And we've got a limited window to get this all done. So um, to pull it off, it required everybody on our team and also our colleagues in uh, tech services uh, who even came out to sites with us and helped with the enrollment at some of the larger mm -hmm. sites. So um, this was truly a team effort to try to make it hopefully as easy and smooth and pain-free for teachers as we could possibly make it. I think in the long run, it turned out pretty good. It was it was crazy when we were in the middle of it all, that's yes. for sure. Yep. <laughs> and, and it ended yesterday. Right? Our yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our last school. Final yeah. site. We got all it rolled out yesterday. Time. We've had so many emails and texts saying how much they love multi-factor authentication. Oh, everybody. Oh, they love it. The wow. Steps. wow. Yeah, just love the steps. Yeah. They didn't realize how much they would love it. Yeah. They <laughs> love like, like an additional app on my phone yes, plus push please. notifications. Sign love. Oh, I can't wait. Text too. How can they reach you by text, Jamie? 909. <laughs> <laughs> 867. Oh, don't do it. No, but really what we found is the enrollment process took a couple of steps. And then once you got people up and running, I think most have realized that this just kind of fades into the background. It's an easy thing to approve, you know, every week or two once you get that notice. Well, um, and then they changed it, right? Yeah, <laughs> as as tech <laughs> tends to do. Yeah, I'm annoyed. You develop a protocol and then 
Microsoft changes yeah. the behind the scenes part a little bit. It says enter this two digit code as well. So anyway, we've made it work and, and I'm happy with the, the path that we chose to roll this out. I think it made it easier for Redlands teachers than um, maybe if you're in a different district or in some other sector. I mean, all employers have kind of been moving to this. Um, so I am pleased with the job that we did for that. Well, we also noted that Clever kind of just did it without telling us. Oh, yep. yes. All of a sudden yep. overnight, Clever's now doing it and teachers just, you know, thankfully are used to the concept, the yeah. process, and it just happened. Hey, okay, we'll do that with Clever now too. So I know another big theme this year was um, STEAM and innovation and, and trying to do a whole lot of work with that with labs and things like that at sites. Um, Olivia and Carly, would you mind talking a little bit about some of the progress that was made with that project this year? Yeah, we started this year out with just a couple of schools with STEAM and Innovation Labs um, at their sites. And so our goal this year was to have all 16 elementary school sites with um, some sort of lab on their site. And we are ending the year with 14 completed sites and two are in progress. Wow. Woo. That's amazing. To it's go a lot from of work. just a couple to 14 out of the 16 are done and yeah. up and running. That's amazing. Yeah, teachers have been open to innovation and getting started with it. So thanks to them too. Mm -hmm. It's a great update to their to their schools. A lot of our schools have been around for ages. Redlands has <laughs> had a long history, but it's been a great update to kind of add in those spaces inside of their, um, at their school sites and to have something that they have all um, had a say in. Um, it was a huge collaboration project between everyone on the, on the in the sites, so exciting that's the way to yeah. do it yep we're excited to finish the other two by next year yeah i must say what's really spectacular though is i mean building a lab and throwing stuff in it's one thing but the work that olivia and carly have done to work with the teachers and staffs they've they've developed sort of like a steam stakeholder team at every site every elementary in the district and they've come up with sort of like a roadmap Kindergarten, here's what we're going to do. First grade, here's what we're And it's for everything. It's for coding, robotics, engineering, um, digital storytelling. I, I mean, it's actually quite spectacular. I mean, some districts have A school or, you know, certain grade levels or right. certain star teachers scattered throughout. But what Olivia and Carly have done district-wide in an equity sense, right? Everybody's doing this yep. at every school it's absolutely spectacular and not easy. Mm -hmm. Definitely not easy. Yeah, huge project to take on. So I'll piggyback on that. Another one that we got off the ground this year were student podcasting centers at all of our high schools. We'd had some that, you know, had some tools over the last couple of years, but this year we were able to complete that project. Um, and so now all of our high schools have a place where students can go and record high quality audio, um, literally using the same gear that we're using for our podcast right now. So uh, for anybody that's listening, if you're a high school teacher and you're thinking about an audio project, maybe it's just student narration, or maybe you want to have them record uh, a conversation about something or even do a full-fledged podcast like this, you have a space where students can do that. And it's so easy to get up and running. Um, all the, uh, the the librarians at each one of our school sites have, have kind of been trained on the equipment and, and oversee that, you know, kind of like little lab podcast space. Um, and so they can help you get off the ground with that. And uh, really happy to have that as an opportunity for students as well. 
I'll, I'll go on and talk about a project that was near and dear to my heart, um, was take-home Chromebooks for elementary students. So in the past, we had always had um, devices that could be checked out for the middle school students. They they have devices in every classroom, so if they needed something for home use, they could check out a Chromebook to take home. And the high school students are responsible for taking their Chromebooks back and forth every day. But elementary students um, traditionally only had the Chromebooks that were in the classrooms. And as more and more teachers were um, using Chromebooks in class, using Google Classroom, using a lot of the different programs like um, Lexia and Epic and Freckle, um, they were wanting to have the students do that at home. And so the students at that point didn't have a way to access any of it. And through the LCAP committee, we were able to make that happen. So this year we did check out over 300 Chromebooks to our elementary students for them to be able to complete homework, get ahead on assignments, um, you know, even just finishing work from class that they didn't have time to do um, before. And so now they had those devices and that really helped them out a lot, I think. Some of my favorite statistics to share with the Board of Education are things like 2020-21 Chromebooks checked out to elementary families, zero. Right. right. (laughs) 22-23, 300. Right. I mean, those are... It's like stark, like we started with nothing yep. mm-hmm. and we, we created this program and effort and now 300 families. I mean, that's not to count, not to mention, you know, you know, 2,500 at the middle school level and right. one to one at the high school. So it's right. just gigantic projects. Yeah. I, and I see it growing. It's going to be one of those things that, um, you know, parents will see that question when they're going through Aries parent portal um, at the beginning of the year and doing their registration. And so I do think that that's going to grow. And now that we have elementary librarians and counselors on board with it, um, I think that we'll just be able to help more and more students have that access. So Nicole, how are you going to continue to help us with that and still be the AP at E Academy? That's going to be a, I, that's a lot. I that's know. a lot for you I know. to manage. <laughs> because we do have to mention this is not a delivery truck of 300 Chromebooks just stopping <laughs> off at every school site saying here's your Chromebook it was yeah. Nicole with a box full of Chromebooks hand delivering them around. site exactly. to site so. yep. yeah it felt like a lot more than 300 at yeah. the time <laughs> pizza delivery individual right. Chromebook <laughs> and it wasn't like all at once it wasn't like at the beginning of the no. month I'm gonna yeah. drop off all the Chromebooks right. it was like she'd get an email on one day and then have to drop something yep. off and then right. the next yeah. week it would be three and right. then the next we give a few after you know it, here's seven but drive all one worth over it. here drive yeah, two right. over there yeah. so if you need a Chromebook feel free to reach out to Nicole <laughs> no no 909 <laughs> yeah, you can find her at extension yeah yeah look it up in the directory <laughs> by my name um, there there's a better system now so it'll be much easier for them to get them and um, you know check them out and it's all done through destiny so it's very smooth we, we've worked all that out so Jamie's in charge now yeah. <laughs> I was going to say another well, Caleb project uh, yeah sure add it, add it to the list um, we talk about digital equity quite a bit in education. We want to be equitable in all things, but specifically with our domain, it's digital equity. And man, it has to start with this. You can't really talk about trying to give students the same opportunities uh, and develop the same advantages to get them college and career ready unless they've got a device at home because we know learning is 360 degrees at this point. It's not just happening bell to bell in the classroom. You always need access to 
tools and devices and the internet. And so um, this was just such a crucial component for our district. And I can't say enough great stuff about Nicole's leadership and initiative and trying to get this off the ground. It's been great for our students. I am very proud of it. That's for sure. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Talking about great for students. Jen. GIS Day. Yeah. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? This was kind of an epic, epic event this year. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, So GIS Day this year um, was really special because we had a guest speaker. Esri's chief scientist, Dr. Dawn Wright, spoke to the fifth grade students at Mariposa. Um, She, Dr. Wright, traveled nearly seven miles down into the ocean. Um, Nope. Nope, not doing that. Not, yeah, never. No, Sorry. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. Not yeah. going to happen. Because it was a teeny tiny submersive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she went down to a location known as Challenger Deep. And this was a historic event. Um, and because of the magnitude of her travels and, and what she accomplished down there, we decided Mariposa students could see her in person and everyone else can see her live streamed. Um, we wanted to make sure everyone had access to her presentation. And we, I think we had like 4,000 students um, either participating in uh, activities like Lego extension activities or watching the live stream in their classroom. Um, what I would like to share with teachers right now is that her webinar link is still up on our website. And so she is extremely engaging. I've seen her speak twice. One, um, she spoke to adults and one once to the fifth grade students and uh, two different presentations about the same topic. She knows how to deliver a presentation to a specific audience. And so this is a um, you know, trying time. We're dealing with testing. Students are antsy. If you want uh, to show this video now, it would be great. It's educational, science-related, um, completely engaging. Your students will enjoy it, and it might just be a great post-testing activity. So if you are interested in this, email me, Jen Bade. <laughs> or call her, 909 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it strikes me that this would be a perfect end of year activity. We're all looking for things to kind of help wrap things up, especially as we finish some of the heavy lifting, some of the grading here at the end of the year. We go, what can we have students do that is still going to be academic, but that I don't have to turn into a grade that goes in the grade book and things like that. This would be It's very inspirational. Yeah. Great thing to put your students on. So uh, reach out to Jen. Again, email address. Uh, you won't find her as Jen Vadnay. You'll find it as Jennifer, Jennifer underscore Vadnay yep. at redlands.k12. But uh, yeah, Jen can hook you up with all the materials for that. With all this uh, going on, one of maybe the most spectacular things that happened this year was our Lego expansion. So, um, I mean, I'm going to give this to Carly and Olivia to share about that. So, go ahead. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> we start at the same time. We say the same thing. <laughs> it happens. So we started the year, what, with around 90 teachers using yeah. Lego? Uh-huh. And la- the year before, around like 25 or something? Or yeah, right that? before COVID, we had rolled out um, Lego <laughs> Lego kits to about 25 teachers. And so coming back from the pandemic, we wanted to expand a little bit more. So we ended the year last year with about 90 teachers. And this year, we've about doubled it to around 180 teachers. That's insane. That's crazy. Massive. To go 90 and so then many. double it. And then yeah. double. Yeah. yeah. So with district support and admin support, 
We've gotten so many Lego kits out to teachers. And it's not just one teacher at one site. It's a full grade level who has dedicated time to learn about it and to use it with their students. So we're also hitting that equity piece. And we're just seeing so much engagement and learning going on with these kits in the classrooms. And really, it was a big part of what the teachers have done um, in accepting it and embracing it and um, integrating it into their curriculum and into their classrooms. That was really why Lego came out last month to visit us is because they've heard so much about our teachers. In fact, um, we, you know, we have our one of our teachers, Becky Shields, is a Lego ambassador. Um, that is not easy to achieve. Um, it is not something that they just give out to anyone. They only have about 80 internationally um, and then only eight in California. So um, that's pretty big news. And they've also started seeking out and actually looking for teachers in our district to become Lego ambassadors. So <laughs> that application is open currently. If they want to yeah, reach out to Carly or myself, we can um, put them in connection with that. There's lots of great opportunities that come with that. Um, Nicole and I were able to speak at ISTE this year yep. about Redlands um, and our integration to Lego. And then Carly and I were on a panel um, with LAUSD and Pomona at Q this, this spring um, also talking about getting computer science integrated into your classroom. So, Carly and, and Olivia, can you tell the um, our million listeners what Mr. Lego Copenhagen said about our school district? <laughs> that we are one of the best. In no, 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 one not of, one of. No. Oh. <laughs> Come on, let's let's get the exact oh, okay. quote here. Okay, you're right, you're right. He said we are the best. <laughs> let's emphasize the, uh, one the, of these. The, the best. The best. Where? In, in the entire world. Well, I don't know if he said world. He did say the United States. Oh. Yeah, in the country, for sure. Man, scale it up, scale it down. Right, right. Do we need to redo that segment? No, yeah. <laughs> I need to redo that part. Paulette did let us know at their big um, Lego conference, I don't know, for all their internal people yeah. that they that they have each year, uh, he speaks, and he mentioned Redlands Unified by name and pointed us out specifically. Like a full, like, 10-minute segment, at least, of their meeting, focusing just on their visit to Redlands. That's awesome. See, you guys are awesome. super awesome. So now we're worldwide. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's a testament uh, to to not just your work, but the work of all of our classroom teachers are doing with Lego education. I mean, it's not just enough to have an idea for this, but when they came out, they got to see these kids in action in classrooms. They got to see Redlands teachers and students making great use of this. And I think that's what ends up looking so impressive and and, uh, planting the flag for Redlands Unified as the best example of Lego education anywhere in the country right now. They're also a little too modest to mention this, but I'm not going to let it go by. You said there are eight Lego ambassadors in the state of California, correct? Correct. How many of those eight are right here in Redlands Unified? Four. Four. And three of them are sitting at the table right now. So (laughs) I I just want to point out how tremendous it is uh, and then what significance they have in this world. We're revoking Nicole's. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. You don't have that power. (laughs) Hold on to that as long as I can. Speaking of initiatives, Jen, I know you've been working on another one with ArcGIS this year. Would you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I'm a former math teacher, middle school math teacher, who's been diving into social studies and geography. So um, one of the California historical and social sciences analysis skills is chronological and spatial thinking. Now, spatial thinking in ArcGIS maps go hand in hand. That's basically what it supports. Um, And so I just want to add this other little element underneath that like arching, overarching um, 
skill. Students use map and globe skills to determine the absolute locations of places and interpret information available through a map or globe's legend, scale, and symbolic representations. Because ArcGIS supports spatial thinking and you know, deals with scales and legends and symbolic representations, digital map use at the elementary level is expanding. Woohoo. Yes, it's so it's it's wonderful. And kids like it. Um I went through TCI and I found different areas where I could take their teeny tiny image of a map and turn it into a digital map. So it not only takes the small piece of the world that was in the image, but the kids could see the image and explore the rest of the world um, in that resource. So, um, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> Lost my train of thought for a second, but I'm, I'm going to promote a little bit. Next year, um, I am in the process of assembling a small group of elementary teachers to discuss curriculum connections and brainstorm lessons to best utilize these digital maps into their classroom. So uh, if you are interested in finding those connections, please reach out to me. Uh, you will be compensated for your time because this is going to happen after hours. So um, again, I am a middle school math teacher by trade, someone who loves maps and getting into geography. And I would love to have that elementary perspective and collaborate with elementary teachers. And um, any secondary teachers, if this sounds interesting to you, talk to me. So uh, we'd love to get this up and running more at the secondary level as well. Some of you um, of our regular listeners may remember that we interviewed Charlie Fitz Fitzpatrick from Esri. Um, he actually does this type of training nationwide. Mm -hmm. And he did say that we are, again, one of few districts in the country who has someone who's actually certified in GIS that does it this well and to this scale in a full district. So Right. Many awesome, places Jen. have like one teacher doing it here and another right. teacher. But we have actually teachers at all three levels. Elementary, middle, and high school using it. Uh, another thing we should probably mention this year is some of the work that we do around professional learning. Um, we try to do host a lot of workshops and, and trainings and things like that for our teachers. So um, the the three, it, all five of us really contributed to this year, this year, and I'm happy to share that we facilitated more than 30 different ed tech focused professional development sessions, all the way from our summer learning that we did right before teachers came back for the school year, and then as well as throughout the school year with professional learning days and after school voluntary workshops and things like that. So um, continue to get those sessions out there and give teachers an opportunity to learn something new and bring a, a new tool or a new practice back into their classrooms with them. And get paid for their time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the coolest things that I can, like in thinking back on the school year was starting back our site tech reps. I mean, that's something that we actually lost to, for two years during COVID and the year after, but we had it going pretty strong for three years prior to that. And that's actually how we met Carly in the first place. I was going to say, I think that was one of my first <laughs> Jamie interactions. Yeah, she, was side, she was a site tech rep. So, you know, we recruited her from there. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just want to send a shout out to all our elementary and secondary site, site tech reps. Yeah. What a great group. So much fun. And, um, I mean, these are stars. These are like star stars from all totally. the all the campuses, and it's it's something that we all seriously look like. Who looks forward to meetings? But all of us <laughs> at this table really 
honestly, truly look forward to that meeting once a month. Yeah, so. we get to have great conversations with these people who who truly are there at their site and, and live in this day in and day out and share some of the things that we've discovered or that we know and get some feedback from them. And then one of the other things I want to do is just give them a shout out for what they do to bring some of these things that we discuss back to their sites, present to their staff, um, kind of be the liaison and the ambassador for some of the things that are happening in the world of ed tech. We could not do what this department does without them and the role that they play. Um, one thing that I'm proud of is work that you've been doing, Caleb. I mean, this is, again, cutting edge work that actually it's taken a year. It's like a whole year of work for you to do. So um, this is your work with ISTE standards and student perception. Yeah, we've been working to try to put together a survey. And some teachers in the district have seen this already because we've been using them to help test it. Uh, but everybody else will be seeing it next year as, as we hope to roll this out. Uh, but basically a tool that allows us to collect some information from students on how they feel they're doing with technology and 21st century skills and things like that. What's their confidence factor? And we've really been trying to tie this back to the ISTE standards for students, which gives us kind of the guidepost for 21st century learning and what are the skills students should be developing in addition to becoming great mathematicians and uh, great writers and, and communicators and things like that. What what can they do with tech? So um, we've this has been in development over the course of this year, and I'm excited to have a tool that will allow us to hopefully uh, measure our progress and how we're doing with this and uh, are some of the efforts that all of our teachers are making day in and day out, um, are those leading to gains for students and helping prepare them to be well-rounded people that are college and career ready when they leave the district. I should share that we've been working with Carolyn Secora. She's actually the director of ISTE standards from ISTE um, all year. And she she says the work that you're doing, Caleb, and leading is not even done by ISTE. Yeah, I, it's pretty exciting <laughs> what we've got going on right now and super happy to be working with such high-level people and, and get some affirmation from them saying, hey, you're on the right track. This is a great project and uh, a great thing. So uh, we hope to be able to roll this out across the district. Yeah, and I think all of us believe truly that the results and data that we'll get from this will, through time, improve teaching and learning mm -hmm. and, and student preparedness for their futures. Yeah, And also allow us to quantify all the great things that are already happening. We know great things are happening there. We just don't have a way to be able to quantify that yet and point to it and say, look, all of those things that you do with digital citizenship in your classroom or with uh, digital tools in your classroom, um, this will give us a way to be able to point to that having actual tangible benefits for students. It's good stuff. I, I foresee ISTE coming to you and asking for more information on how they can incorporate. <laughs> Denver 2024. Right, exactly. <laughs> all right, so that was great. I mean, way to reminisce on the year. Yeah, that was a nice, lot. That was a so lot. lot. So let's take a second and just kind of quickly throw out a few things that we're looking forward to for this coming year. Summer. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Check. We have to rest because we have a lot. Of and that's a wrap, here. folks. Yeah. Thanks Summer for joining us. Olivia. That's where Olivia is at. <laughs> so one of the things that we started a little bit this year was creating different micro learning around internet safety and digital citizenship. And we've started with sharing that at our psych tech site tech rep meetings, and then those teachers take it back to their school sites. So we're going to continue to create some of those little bite-sized learning lessons for teachers so that they can share them with students. And the great thing about even using some of those is that will help you earn your common sense badge as a teacher. Nice. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
kill two birds with one stone, get a little bit of ancillary benefit on top. It'll be great. And it's important learning for the students. In this day and age, these are all things that they need to know, you know, and um, kind of set them up for success for how to behave, I guess, and lack of a better term, online. So I think those are all good things. Yeah, it feels like there's like an endless list of things that we can teach or talk about tech. So Mm -hmm. to to send them out in like five-minute chunks monthly is... It's been beneficial and uh, well-received. Yeah, just a little thing you can do and, and a topic that, you know, could get lost in the weeds, but it's super important for our kids to to know about all this. And it doesn't take a lot of time. It's just a little bite-sized chunk. B-Y-T-E. Yeah. Bite. Bite. It's <laughs> bite-sized. I like it. The other thing we're looking forward to is Canva for Education. Yes. Coming to a, what is that called? Hold on. Ball Theater. Training? No. School district? Location. Computer? Waffle. Near you? Oh, Maybe. A waffle near you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm, not, Jelly beans. I'm not sure if it'll be in the waffle or not, but the account's uh, coming to you. The coming. Wah, wah. All right. Boo. <laughs> but. SSO? Yes. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> single sign I don't know if that puts it in the waffle. Does it, Jamie? Does it put it in the waffle? SSO. I don't know, but I'm starting to get hungry right now. Oh. Anyways, Canva for Education. I'm sure you've seen lots of commercials on your TV before your YouTube videos about it, but educators all have free accounts. So we will be um, starting to roll that out next year and showing you what you can use in Canva to um, just kind of enhance your teaching, um, but also how your students can use it. So right now, um, our students are getting really good at making those slide decks nice and pretty, but um, they can expand that even more by making infographics with templates um, using Canva. They can uh, create their own presentations on Canva. They can create their own videos. Uh, You know, these kids, you ask them, what do you want to be? I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be an influencer. Well, uh, news, they use Canva, all of them, to create their content. content. So uh, you do have to be great at digital design if you want to be successful in those types of roles. So using Canva is a great way to get um, students on board with that. Yeah, and there's so many jobs today that are looking for a certain amount of skills, but also are expecting some decent graphic design skills that come with it because so many of us are responsible for producing that Mm -hmm. as a part of our our natural work. So it just makes sense to fold this in and to give yet another outlet for students. Um, I know Canva for Education has been free for a while, but you kind of had to sign up on your own and prove that you You were with a school district. It was super complicated. The the game changer for us is we've, as a district, have been talking to Canva for Education. We're going to be able to roll out accounts district-wide automatically for nice. every teacher, every student. It's going to be amazing next year. I literally just saw a tweet that I did retweeted um, that was from Canva talking about how to take a PDF, put it in there, and vamp it up a little bit. Just spice it up, make it look a little bit different, and redo it. So something that you already have, mm-hmm. putting it in there and re- re-editing just to make it a little bit more pizzazz to it. And I thought... That's it. That's the game changer right there. I mean, you don't even have to start from scratch anymore. So pretty sweet. (laughs) To piggyback off of that, I was working on a worksheet. I'm going into a class and I'm just preparing my lesson. And I looked at my worksheet. I'm like, this is horrible. It's it's not engaging at all. And I put the same contents into Canva with some graphics. And, you know, it was Game changer. Right. It looks right. so cute. Yep. Again, middle school teacher trying to create something for elementary. <laughs> uh, I need graphics. It needs it needs to have that appeal. Uh, Canva, I am uh, completely sold. Yep. Yep. And if you are not, 
if you're a little afraid of graphic design, let's say, let's say you don't think you have the eye for it, you know, Canva's starting to use a lot of that AI technology now too. And so um, you can actually just upload any image that you have and it will give you several different templates that you can choose from already made based off of one single image that you upload. And color matching. And, and it gives you matching. at least five or six different colors mm -hmm. from that image that you could use for text and borders and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, that's so great. I'm definitely not a graphic designer, but with Canva, I look like I am. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal, right? It makes us all look like we know what we're doing, even yeah. though nobody does. So those accounts are coming uh, for next year, and we'll obviously be offering some trainings and workshops yep. and things like that for those that are not graphic designers, but would like to learn how to do some of this. Uh, and truly everybody at the table has played with it a little bit. It's so easy to mm -hmm. use as a teacher and also so easy to get your students up and running. Um, it does not take a lot of tutorial, like they can just kind of click around and discover mm -hmm. things. And so this is yet another tool in your toolbox to give them for projects and assignments and things like that in class. It's gonna be awesome. Just to piggyback, you know, the, when kids are searching Google for images, sometimes we have copyright issues that mm -hmm. come into play um, that we may not always focus on. <laughs> <laughs> but Canva has a bank of images that is really robust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if a student is looking for a specific type of image, they're going to get at least 10 different choices to put into their graphic, and that will just cut down that that internet surfing as well. Do they have alpacas? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tested and vetted. Alpaca approved. Alpaca. Um, so one of the other things that we've been talking about for next year is just the role of AI technology in education. Um, we all are familiar with AI chatbots like ChatGPT, Google's got Bard, Amazon's working on stuff, Facebook, all those companies are going to have this. And you're already starting to see that integrated into so many apps that are out there. We are just talking about how Canva has this now built in as, as one of those features. So one of the things that we've been talking about is we really need to get some sort of like a forum or a PLN off the ground or something like that so that teachers have a place where they can discuss the ramifications of some of these tools, both the pros and the cons, because we all know it's not all one or all the other. This is going to change things for us. Um, and so we we need to kind of think about this and we need to talk about it and have some discussions and figure out what impact is that going to have on my class? What does that mean for my assignments? Do some of them have to shift? Do I have to change the way that I grade things or the way that I um, create assignments for my students? Do I need to massage the messaging for my students around what's permissible with this? So we're going to create a series of forums for any teacher that's interested in these topics to kind of jump into next year um, and just discuss these together as a group and, and maybe even come up with some, some recommendations that we would maybe publish for the whole school district based on the conversations that happen in that group next year. So excited to participate in that. Nicole, how are you going to lead that? As well as the, the I actually was thinking I, I wanted to make sure yeah. I was on the uh, mailing list to get invited to that because those are some of the things that I think are important to keep up with, right? And know oh, what's going on and, and kind of um, what to expect from technology in the future. So um, I'll, I'll be an attendee. <laughs> <laughs> She'll zoom in. <laughs> hey, Jen, what's going on with email next year? Carly, I'm so glad you asked. So our department, Innovation, Technology, and Accountability, deals with a lot of different things. As you've heard, we deal with classroom instruction and technology. We deal with um, student testing, which is something we don't talk about, but we oversee. <laughs> and we talk about like internet safety and digital citizenship and policies for data security for, mm -hmm. for students. Mm -hmm. And along that line um, will be coming email encryption. 
You're all excited. Yay! Yay! Everyone wants it. Um, But, you know, it's no secret that email is heavily used for communication. And sometimes those emails contain sensitive or personal information. And like such as a social security number or a student's um, SSID number, something like that. Yeah. Um, And we have to protect that data now. So moving forward, emails that do contain PII, also known as personal identifiable information, will need to be encrypted, which means our department will be focused on bringing awareness to why we need to use encryption, when we need to encrypt an email, and how to do that Absolutely. encryption. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and this will be a big topic next year. We'll topic. we'll yep. talk about it. We'll do trainings on this, all that kind of stuff as we eventually move over to a system where you would need to encrypt emails that have that kind of sensitive information in it before you send it outside the district. And by the way, Jen, I, I appreciate you um, showing the distinction that although we're ed tech, it, technology in a school district is a giant operation. Mm-hmm. It's not just, hey, here's a cool tool and right. here's how you can incorporate. It's like multi-factor authentication, digital systems. And that's what I kind safety. of was thinking about. That's another part of our accountability. Like I know like at the beginning, accountability was student testing, but like there's another accountability that we've all kind of understood is our job now, which is the internet safety yes. and privacy with our data and, yeah, and keeping vetting. all that kind of stuff. So- Um, So we started this whole podcast with a bittersweet goodbye and farewell to Nicole, but we are excited. And um, one of the things I'm looking forward to most next year is the um, joining of our new team member. That's Amber Rosales. Yay! Yay! Talk about another district star. She's so excited and such an awesome mind and innovative Fun, um, creative, hardworking, everything. Yeah, she's yeah, going to be perfect hopeful. fit. Going to be perfect. a great addition to the team Absolutely. and can't wait to work with yeah, her. Next so, so, Amber, excited. if you're out there somewhere listening, you better be. Yeah. You better be listening <laughs> to this. You're going to be part of this pretty soon. Add this to your thing. Yep, play it on loop. <laughs> yeah, play yep. it on loop. Uh, welcome. We're all excited to have you, and so are a million listeners. So, um, welcome aboard. Yeah. Yay. Yay. All right, one last thing to do before we wrap this up for this school year. Your turn. It's time for the hot seat. (laughs) Ready? I got all my answers already, so I don't know what the questions are going to be. Oh, well, I'd like to see if your answers match my questions. All right, bring it. (laughs) All right, I'm going to put one minute up on the clock right now. Okay. And um, ready, set. I'm ready. Go. Mild, medium, or hot salsa? Mild. When making a salad, what percentage should be lettuce? Zero. <laughs> Do you miss us yet? All the time, every day. Disney World or Disneyland? Ooh, World, just because Delaney's there. Best Trader Joe's snack? Oh, God. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> um, how often should you should one get a new car? <laughs> <laughs> every three years. <laughs> Define PYS. No. (laughs) (laughs) How often do you think of us? Every day, all day. (laughs) Would you rather go a week without your hairdryer or your eyelash glue? (gasps) These are horrible questions. (laughs) A week without my hairdryer. (laughs) If you, Caleb, and I were Jamie's alpacas, who would be Julio, Poe, and Sir Roderick? (laughs) The brown one, duh. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> New Orleans or Palm Springs? Ooh, New Orleans. I was kidding. I'm already <laughs> dreading not being in Denver. <laughs> what do you miss most about us? Everything, all day. <laughs> Worst thing to bring to a potluck? Celery. <laughs> I respectively disagree. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your time in NXT? One hundred. Now I'm going to cry. And I lied. We didn't set a timer for this. We all have the answer. We to do all the questions. All of them. I think you guys probably had too much fun coming up with those questions. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> yes, I definitely miss all of you every day. And the fun that we have in here is especially what's missed because it's, man, I haven't laughed this hard in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, lucky us to get to work with district stars daily. Every day we work yeah. with people who yeah. are interested, engaged, care about kids, willing to take risks. And um, for me personally, it's just an honor. And I, I'm so proud of this group here. And and I love my job. And I, I love coming to work each day. Absolutely. Yep. So Same. Best job ever. Yep. Yep. That's a wrap for 2022-23. What a podcast season. Thank you, Caleb, for being our producer extraordinaire <laughs> and pleasure. for, for ex extending this kind of love and fun through throughout the school district. And um, thank you to Olivia and Carly for joining us. Yay! I think this should be a regular thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I'm so excited. And thank you, Nicole, for coming all the way Absolutely. down from E Academy to- I to, wouldn't miss the end of season five for anything. Yeah. <laughs> And for all you millions and millions of listeners out there worldwide, 34 countries now in, <laughs> and growing. We're trending in Denmark. We're trending in Denmark. <laughs> we hope you keep listening. We hope you keep up the innovative thinking, creative thinking, risk-taking all on behalf of the kids and giving them a better education. And maybe one day you too can be a guest on this world-famous podcast. But until then, this is RUSD Ed Tech signing off. Is that it? No. There's one more. <laughs> the most exciting one. Oh, it's so not exciting. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No. Um, okay. <laughs> you really prepped this one, Jen. I actually wrote, I have a whole paragraph. Another was Caleb I, one. Was I just talking? Yep. Okay. Can somebody set me up for this? Caleb, what's up? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll set you up. <laughs> what up? Well, that changed everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strike it okay. off the list. All right. Face. How am I going to rework this? Really okay, bummed about the change of name. <laughs> I can't you want me to say, to hey, Jen, what's going on with email? Yeah. Okay, ready? <laughs>